Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a Rosh Hashanah sermon by Rabbi Rebecca Schatz. I often wonder, what is my Judaism? Where do I fit in? Do I define myself based on denomination, on synagogue affiliation, or on the challenges I pose or face as a female rabbi? I keep Shabbat, but some would say not enough, while others would say too strictly. I keep kosher, though some would call the cheese I buy unkosher, and others would question whether eating vegetarian in unhectured restaurants is still keeping kashrut. I am an observant woman who prays, but without a kippah on my head, and sometimes less than three times a day. I am egalitarian, and I find beauty in female-specific laws and observances that can sometimes polarize genders. So how do I fit in? What is my Judaism? I've always known I was Jewish. I find meaning in prayer and the rituals of Shabbat and holidays. Celebrating Jewish traditions in our family unfolded a map, a calendar, and a moral compass. Gathering weekly for Shabbat dinners, four generations of our family, saying blessings, dipping chips in guacamole, and reflecting on a week apart while seated together. I identify as Jewish because I see people as made in the image of God and because I want to ease and enrich their way in the world. I search for holiness in the mundane. I connect to a people, to a land, and to a collective memory that informs my present and future. A people that witnesses and participates in my growth and love of life. In Israel, Judaism is simply living in a certain part of the land. Judaism is living life according to the calendar that is set up for you and just being. In Israel, for the Jews living there, Judaism is simply a way of life that sometimes has religious practices. If you are secular and born to a Jewish parent or two, you still feel very Jewish living in Israel. If you are Haredi and sticking to the most strict laws of the Jewish people by separating yourself from modern day life, you also feel very Jewish. If you are an American in her late 20s, for example, studying in Israel as a conservative rabbinical student, but praying in spaces with a mechitza, a division of genders, and eating in all restaurants without checking closely for a heksher because, well, your neighborhood is comprised 99% of religious Jews, you feel very Jewish. And complexity of an ease that takes away the intentionality of Judaism in America. So Judaism is a way of life. Like a Jewish camps where you just live it. Yes, celebrating Shabbat is part of that living, but to some that is only cultural and others that is only religious. Yet to all, it is an identity. Two weeks ago, I was in Israel with 16 couples from Los Angeles on a program called Honeymoon Israel. Some of them are here today. This program created by Mike Wise and Avi Rubel, 
invites couples to explore Israel together. Ten of my couples were interfaith. Three were made up of one person who converted and one born Jewish. And three were couples of two Jewish-born parents. From Jerusalem to Tzfat to the Golan Heights and Tel Aviv, we explore familiar tourist sites like Masada and the Dead Sea and the Shuk. But we also make sure to visit the Kotel, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, and a Palestinian village called Kfar Kana to witness Jewish and Palestinian women cooperatively producing olive oil and za'atar. This trip is about loving Judaism and Israel like a family, not only a religion. Avram Infeld, an inspiring, charismatic supporter of Honeymoon Israel, described Judaism as a five-legged table. He illustrated for the group a two-legged table, vulnerable and difficult to interact with, and builds to the typical four-legged table surpassed only perhaps by that extra sturdy five-legged table. Avram expresses passionately, almost desperately and yelling, that Judaism is not a religion. Judaism is an identity. That was doing him no justice to his yelling. The five legs of the table of Jewish identity for Avram are memory, family, covenant, Israel, the land, and the state, and Hebrew. He knows we will each feel more connected to some of these legs than others, but that as a community, we cannot be narrowly defined. Like a one or two-legged table, we'd likely fall over. The first Jew in our Torah, also named Avram, is made into a great nation by defining his identity through change. God tells Abraham to leave his land, the place where he was born, his parents' home. And I will make of you a big nation, God says, and I will bless you and I will make your name great and you will be blessing. God doesn't promise Abraham that he'll be made into a religious man or a leader of a religion or a spiritual character at all. He is promised to be a great nation with a known and promising name. Now this is the beginning of Abraham's journey and he becomes Jewish through covenant, connected to one God, upholding certain values and standards. A covenant that promised land and prosperity a place to live and to create Jewish family. Yes, God is central to the covenant. And so you might say, well, the first Jew, Abraham, of course he had religion. However, it seems Abraham was connected to God through action, through family connection, through taking care of those in need and feeding the hungry, not finding a shul to pray in. When Honeymoon Israel visited Yad Vashem, an important foundational location for this trip that's meaning to congeal a sense of Jewish family, I was struck by the known moments, known photographs, known rooms that still make me emotional. I always feel a bit like an imposter giving voice to the Holocaust when I know of no family members of my own who suffered, nor am I old enough to be a primary source of memory. 
Every return visit surprises me with new discoveries and emotions. But now I watched my group have profound emotional moments. I watched one of my Jewish participants move through each room, becoming weaker and weaker with each step. A tall, strong man now appeared smaller, tired and faltering. I watched him cling to his partner, who happens to not be Jewish, as she lifted him up through the experience. Watching this righteous, non-Jewish partner hold up her Jewish mate felt poignant specifically in this museum. We later sat in an amphitheater on the other side of the children's memorial and surrounded by sculptures honoring the righteous Gentiles. Again, an illustration of my participants going through this museum. The same participant who I had watched throughout the exhibit started to speak. Peter shared the story of his grandparents surviving Auschwitz and founding a family of legacy and memories conceived in the camps. Peter illustrated their story by showing us three tattoos on his arm, two the faces of his grandparents, and one his grandmother's number from the camp. I was profoundly moved and noticed, and clearly still profoundly moved, and noticed there was not a dry eye in the group. I had heard of the trend of some to have this tattoo marked as a sign of resilience and legacy, but never met someone who had done it. This is Peter's Judaism. There is much more to it for sure, and he would tell you so. But this story, this legacy, these Im images that he wears as armor to his identity is Judaism. Judaism is the identity of family and connection to places of origin, destruction, refuge, rebirth, memory, and growth. The Pew report from May 2021 asked Jews about Jewish identity. The fact that many Jews say religion is relatively unimportant in their lives does not necessarily mean their Jewish identity is not meaningful to them. Three quarters of U.S. Jews say that being Jewish is either very important or somewhat important in their lives. To U.S. Jews, being Jewish is about many things. Three quarters say remembering the Holocaust. Say leading an ethical moral life is essential. They name working for justice and equality in society as essential and name being intellectually curious as essential to being Jewish. Half of U.S. Jews say continuing family tradition is essential, and 45% say caring about Israel is essential. Now, this doesn't mean that religion is not important or that the boundaries that observance provides does not grow one's identity. This means that Judaism is more than just a religion. It is self and communal consciousness, an intentional family, unique foundational morality tales. It is going to a shiva call, but not necessarily needing there to be a minion. It is choosing to give your children Jewish names rooted in ancestral memory and legacy. Judaism is an identity that if we ascribe to it, we are built up in the intentionality, the direction, the meaning that certain practices and rituals can bring to the person we wish to be in our world. Avram spoke to us about conversion and how we should truly be calling new members of the Jewish community adopted. 
They are brought into a family through a process, and we choose to bring them in as one of us. Honeymoon Israel is this trip about building Jewish family, not just the nuclear family you go home to, but the general family of community and relatable identity. My friend and colleague, Rabbi Eddie Carr, Rabbi David Kasher introduced me to a teaching by Rabbi Tzadok HaKohen that says, Ikar Yahadut, the essence of Judaism, Bekriyat Shem Israel, is identifying yourself as Israel, calling yourself Jewish. If someone has only this merit, he says, that they call themselves Israel, that is enough. Now, I disagree with that this is enough. For someone to commit to a people, to a family, to an identity, it's not just enough to say, I am Jewish. But it speaks to our ability to design and rediscover what our individual Judaism is over and over. As long as we call ourselves Jewish, we are Jewish. And the definition is up to each of us alone. So Judaism can be art and food and music for one person and following the laws of Torah, daily readings from the Talmud and regular praying for another. And for someone else, it could be a combination of both. But then what about Queen Esther? The story of Purim centers around her heroism as a secret Jew. And yet her secret identity was so strong that she saved all of Israel. At the beginning of the Megillah, we learned that Esther's name is Hadassah. So why do we call her Esther? In the Talmud, Rabbi Yehuda says, because she concealed the truth about herself. The name Esther comes from the same root as conceal, defining her characteristic as a hidden Jew in order to save her people. A similar story is found in the book of Ruth, maybe the most quintessential of our adoption stories. Ruth tells her mother-in-law, a Jew, Ki el asher telechi elech, uva asher talini alin, amech ami, ve elohaich elohai. Where you go, I will go. Where you dwell, I will dwell. Because your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. Ruth self-identifies by her actions. She'll stay with Naomi and be in relationship with Naomi's God. She is the great grandmother of the most celebrated Jewish king, David, and matriarch to the awaited Messiah. Esther concealed her identity wisely and to good effect. Ruth never declared her identity and yet continued living it to noble effect. Both Jewish women who have strongly changed our people's narrative as Jews. One of the days of this trip, we venture into the old city. We're immersed in ancient stone, ancient buildings, often ancient looking clothing, and for some ancient practices. Touring the old city is always magical because of the nooks and crannies threading between modern life and history. We come to see the Christian quarter and the Jewish quarter. Surprisingly, the Christian quarter for me is often the most powerful part of this trip. Here we are 
in the streets of the old city, a part of Jerusalem that I find so holy and meaningful. And yet, so can people of Christian and Muslim and other faiths. My identity is not shaken by this day. In fact, I think it is strengthened in what it means to be part of the Jewish family. Before entering the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, our guide, Ishai, asked that we be as quiet as possible because some people save every penny of their lives for just a few hours in this place. More than half of our group grew up with a natural connection to this church. One participant in particular walked around taking pictures and videos of every single inch of this holy site. Jewish partner in hand as he walked around in awe of what he was feeling and experiencing. It's hard to put into words the awe that I could see on his face, that pull towards a feeling of being in a holy place and never expecting to feel this connected. It made me very emotional, watching him touch these holy artifacts, taking pictures of monuments, videotaping explanations, all while his Jewish partner supported every ounce of his curiosity and his amazement. My Jewish identity was enhanced and fulfilled watching Eric experience his own spiritual awakening. Whether he and his wife recognized it or not in that moment, it was a moment of partnership and connection that enhanced their family, their growing connection to what it means to have a Jewish family. Opening up each other's hearts to connection, to showing each other what it means to have an identity that is separate and joined. Judaism is an identity that is constantly growing for each of us. It is shaped by where we are, who we love, what we are doing in our lives, and what we find meaningful. I am a rabbi at Temple Beth Am. I am part of a Jewish family. My parents, born to Jewish parents, passed down memory, ritual, and custom to us. My Judaism today is not my Judaism of last year and will hopefully grow and explore into next year. Rabbi Kasher taught a powerful piece of Torah recently where he shared with us the Hebrew word for identity, zehut. He taught that Eliezer ben Yehuda, when creating the modern Hebrew language, needed a word for identity since there wasn't yet one from the rabbis or from our Torah. So he crafted the word zehut, a conjunction of two words, zeh, meaning this, and ut, a suffix meaning nis, like oneness. Therefore, zehut means thisness and is used as a term for identity. Thisness is a term for identity. I'm not naive to the fact that I'm giving this sermon in a synagogue as a rabbi in one of the holiest religious settings of our year. And I want you to know that Judaism is more than just finding connection and home in this place. Yes, let us, let Betham be your center. Let us be your teachers and your guides. But do not, do not expect us to be your dictionary or your prescription pad of your Judaism. We want to be your inspiration for how to search and build what it means for you to be Jewish, but we want you to bring that back to us.
to help our community grow. Our thisness is who we are. Is it chicken soup when you're sick? Is it Shabbat services every Saturday? Is it lighting Hanukkah candles? Is it celebrating Passover with all of your non-Jewish friends? Is it sharing family history? Is it finding moments of connection with your partner to teach children about their interfaith background? So do I fit in? Yes. I fit in in exactly the same places where you fit in. Right here, right now. Whoever you are and however you are Jewish. Our identities are growing based on what is meaningful to us and who we share that with. I happen to identify as Jewish because the religion is important to me and brings me part of the definition of my zehut, my this. I can share my strengths and struggles with you because we are in a common family. But now I want you to think, what is your Judaism? What is your identity? What is this for you? You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.